0: Awesome, awesome. Hey, I'm Chase Courtney. As Pastor Jason already said, I'm the high school pastor here and it is an absolute honor to be able to speak to you guys this morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Hey, can we give it up for our mothers? They do so much for us. They take care of us. They do so much for us. Um, I'm super excited to hear some amazing stories. Hopefully, in the next upcoming weeks of our um, the team that went to Israel, they got back this past Wednesday. They were safe. God took care of them, and God had amazing stories um, for them and experiences for them. So, super excited to hear some stories uh, to those that went. Hey, this morning we are continuing our series called "Raise a Praise." Everyone, say "Raise a Praise." Raise a praise. Come on, can we say it with a little more umph? Raise a Praise. Raise Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, this series is all about celebrating who God is and what he has done for us in our lives. How many of you would agree that sometimes it's good to stop everything else and give God what he fully deserves, and that is praise? Come on. Come on. There's a few of you going with me this morning. Come on. Sometimes it's good to just let that thing that's inside of you burst out of you, right? And that thing is praise. Pastor Danny last week talked about praise and how it's translated to healah, which sometimes it just means it's something inside of you that's just bursting at the seam, ready to come out of you, a song of praise, just giving God what he fully deserves, right? No matter what. I have a question for you. How many of you have ever been overwhelmed, so overwhelmed by a situation that an outburst of emotion just happened? Right? Like you weren't planning on it. You weren't saying, like, hey, when this happens, I'm just gonna scream. Like, I'm gonna go nuts. Like, it just came out of you and you were like, what's happening? Come on, how many of you have been there before? Sometimes this outburst is a good thing and sometimes it's a very bad thing, right? Um, sometimes it's, it happens when tragedy hits your family. Maybe someone that you're close to passes away and you're just overwhelmed with grief, right? Uh, maybe it's your kids have lost their everlasting mind, right? And you have no idea what you're gonna do and you go to the pillow and you just scream in it, right? You're like, I have no, this is the only thing I can do is just burst out in a scream in my pillow, right? Because I have nothing else that I can give. Maybe it's a physical condition that, that has just been hindering you for years and every time you go to the doctor, it's the same old, same old, right? Nothing ever seems to get better and you're just, ah, you just have this outburst of like, God, why, why me, or maybe it's traffic on I-10 and you just have these outbursts of emotion and you don't know what to do with it, so you just honk your horn, horn and you scream, right? I don't know if that's you. Or maybe it's a good outburst. Maybe it's your kid scored the winning run and you are that parent that just freaks everyone else out, right? You are going absolutely berserk in the stands, but you're also the same parent that when something wrong, you know, something happens and the ump gets the call wrong, you also go berserk, right? I just, I just want to say that my dad got kicked out of many little league games because of that. And I was always standing there at the batter's box going, Oh my gosh, dad, please, please don't do that. But it happened multiple times. Maybe you finally got that raise at work, like your boss has been telling you for months, like, oh man, you're doing such a great job, like I really think like, that raise is coming and you're like, all right, here we go, and every time it like, passes you by, but finally you get that raise and you just have this outburst of praise, of this emotion, or maybe your friend got engaged and you're so happy that that finally happened, right? Or maybe there was no traffic on I-10 for once in your life and you just scream, I'm going to be early. Finally, whatever it may be, a lot of times there's this emotion inside of us. We've all, all experienced this, this outburst of emotion that just comes out of you, right? You didn't plan it. It just happened because of the situation around you. When I think of uh, an outburst of emotion, I think of December 19th, 2008. It was my wedding day with Ashley. and um, yeah, It's good, it's good. So that day I was super nervous because I thought I'm going to be the groom that's down there at the altar and I'm going to cry. Like I'm going to be that guy. I just know it like I'm a pretty level headed guy most of the time. But when some when my emotions get me like it's going to go. Right. And so I I remember standing at the altar, my best man beside me and uh, my, my youth pastor right there that's officiating the wedding and the groomsmen and the bridesmaids start coming down the aisle and I'm like, all right. I'm like, amping myself up, do not cry, don't cry, you've got this, just look at her, just even if you don't, like, just look through her, like, so you don't, you know, so you just don't get too emotional, like, just get past this moment, and you're going to be okay, and I remember Ashley walks in, the music starts, and and all of a sudden, I'm like, here we go. And she walks in, and here's the the thing that Ashley did, and I don't fully understand why it happened this way, but she decided instead of just her dad walking her down the aisle, she wanted her mom on the other side as well. And here's the deal about mothers sometimes is they get a little emotional when some things are happening, and her mom just starts crying as they're walking down the aisle. And so I'm like, oh gosh, like, here we go. Well, then that sparked Ashley's emotions just starting to erupt and so Ashley begins crying as she's walking down the aisle and it's not like one of those sweet like like just tear coming down and her dad's like oh baby you're okay no it's like oh like it was it was like a silent have, have you ever had those silent cries that like there's nothing coming out but it's like the face is contorted and it's the it is the ugly cry in the most beautiful way Ashley she knows it right she experienced it. And I remember, I remember in that moment when I saw that coming down towards me, I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to cry anymore. I'm good. Let's just get past this part. Let's get to the vows and let's get to the kiss and I'm good to go. Right. But it was a beautiful moment of emotion, right? It was, a, it was a funny moment. I remember Ashley coming up to me afterwards and she's like, I just, I made a fool of myself. And I'm like, baby, you still look beautiful. You're great. You're good to go. We are good. So it was a joyful moment. But I think sometimes when we get in church and when we get around religious things, I say religious things because we get this religious spirit on us where we don't want, we don't want to get a little, we don't want to get too crazy, right? We've gotta, we gotta stay a certain way in church, we gotta look the part, we can't get too joyful, we can't have too much of an outburst of emotion, but I'm telling you, Jesus is the greatest thing that we could ever be emotional about, right? Jesus is the greatest thing that we could ever have in an, an outburst of praise because of what he's done for us. And I think it's okay for us to get a little undignified sometimes in the presence of the Lord, right? Come on. You've read about King David getting a little undignified in the presence of the Lord. I would not say we do that here because he like, he literally stripped everything and just danced before the Lord. But I think we can dance before the Lord and, and strip our heart to him and say, God, you've got it all. Like I am transparent before you, Father. I love you, right? Get a little undignified before the Father. Today, I want us to look at a passage of Scripture that many of you have probably read before. Maybe you've even heard a message about it before, but I believe it is a powerful message that carries weight and influence in our everyday lives. It comes from Acts 16. It's a perfect example of what it means to raise a praise no matter what situation you may be facing. Are we okay with the Bible this morning? Okay, because I got some scripture to read. Acts 16, before I read it, I want to give you a little context. There's these two men named Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas have have given their life to Jesus, they're followers of Jesus, they're going throughout the region, throughout the area, and they're spreading the good news of God. They're they're spreading the love of Jesus to all that would listen, right? Miracles are happening. There's amazing things going on within their lives at this moment. They come into the city and there is a demon-possessed girl who has this this gift of seeing into the future. And so she is actually a slave to her owners who are making money off of her demon-possessed gift. Are y'all with me? So she gets around Paul and Silas, and because of God, one moment in God's presence through Paul and Silas, she is completely healed and delivered of her demon, right? Of her possession, of that thing that her masters were making money off of her. And so while everyone else is celebrating, her masters obviously are mad because they're going to lose money off of this healing, right? And so they call Paul and Silas forward, and the townspeople take them, they begin to beat them, and they put them in prison. So I'm going to pick up in verse 22. It says this, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape, so the jailer put them in the inner dungeon, everyone say inner, inner. into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them, and he and his entire household were Rejoiced because of all that, because they all believed in God. What a crazy scenario. Maybe you've read this before, maybe you've heard a message on this before, but what a crazy scenario that happens to Paul and Silas. We see that they are literally just spreading the good news about Jesus, right? They heal this girl that is demon possessed and give her new life again, right? The Holy Spirit is giving this girl new life and seeing miracles happening throughout the region. And what is their reward for that? We're going to beat you with wooden rods and we're going to throw you in prison, Now, not just prison, not just like a holding cell, not just like top layer, like you'll just be in here until someone kind of, you know, someone comes to get you out. No, we're going to actually take you into the inner cell. We're going to take you into the inner dungeon because we don't want anyone to see you. We don't want anyone to hear you. We don't want anyone to think that they can have a chance about talking about Jesus, right? We're putting you out of your misery. We're basically just throwing you away, right? The inner dungeon you see, can you imagine the environment? Especially back in those days, can you imagine what an inner dungeon would look like? Cold, dark, damp, probably rat infested, and then they are completely bound in chains. I don't know if it was completely dark in there or what, but I would think that would be a pretty dark place. Come on, are you with me this morning? That that would not be a situation that any of us would like to be in. Anybody wanna go to an inner dungeon today? No, I don't think so. Like no one wants to be in that environment where they're, they're just shunned and put away. One of my favorite preachers um, who I think is anointed and God carries some heavy influence on his life, Pastor Tim Jusco here. He actually, he preached a message um, similar to this uh, a long time ago, but he said this quote and I loved it. He says, midnight can feel more like a season rather than a specific time. Midnight can feel more like a season rather than a specific time. And I'm, I'm here to tell you this morning that there's probably some of you in here, we've all been here before, where we've been in a midnight season of our life, where things are dark. Where things are gloomy, where things aren't working out very well, where you feel bound in chains and you feel discarded. You feel like everything around you is going wrong and you're just wondering, is God even on my side? Like, does God even know where I am? Right. Come on. How many of you would say I can attest that I've been there before? Right. That I've been in a dark season of my life, maybe within your marriage, maybe within your family maybe within your job, maybe within uh, addictions that you've struggled with or anxiety or depression that have been on you. We've all been in a midnight season at some point, but I'm telling you, God sees you and God knows you. Come on, God sees you and God knows you. And let me make this disclaimer real quick. What Paul and Silas are going through is way more of a dire situation than I definitely have, that I've been in in my entire life, Right? but that doesn't mean that God doesn't care about your problems. That doesn't mean that God is not listening and watching and helping you along the way. God is a God that cares about the biggest things of your life and the smallest things. He's in the details because he's a personal God and he created you and he loves you. Midnight can feel more like a season than a specific time. Are you going through a tough situation right now in your life? Are you going through a dark place? And you need God to intervene. I want you to close your eyes for just a moment. And I want you to imagine this situation with Paul and Silas. It's dark, it's damp, it's rat infested. They're chained up. And then I want you to to listen. I want you to think of the sound that's coming from that place. Because in the middle of that hell on earth, can you imagine hearing the echo of praise resounding from that cell? Come on, can you imagine hearing the echo of praise resounding all throughout the prison? Even in the middle of that mess, there was a sound that was rising up of praise. There was a sound that was rising up about the goodness of God. Come on, you can open your eyes now. You see, here's the deal. The enemy will try really hard to dig a deep grave for you so that your praise can't reach the throne of God. The enemy will try to put you down so deep and stomp you into the ground. The enemy will try to make every situation in your life way more dramatic so you feel like there's no way out. Where you just, all you do is complain about it. We just get stuck in this place where we feel like we're all alone and all we can do is complain. When God is saying, your praise can actually reach my throne. In fact, your praise actually sets up the throne of God. Come on, I want you to listen to this. Psalm 22, 3. Yet I know that you are most holy. It's indisputable. You are God enthroned. Everyone say God enthroned. God enthroned. You're God enthroned, surrounding, surrounded with songs, living among the shouts of praise of your princely people. Come on, does anyone get fired up over that verse that in the middle of our praise, no matter where we are, there is a God that sets up shop, right? There is a God that sets up his throne, his authority, his dominion in that place. Every time... You begin to praise and you talk about the goodness of God. Guess who's there? It's him. You see, praise brings his presence. Praise brings his presence. And you may wonder how in the world were Paul and Silas able to be so content in their situation that they gave God praise in the middle of the night? Like, what was wrong with these people mentally that they're bound in chains? They had just been beaten and they're in this dark place. And they probably can't see anything around them, yet they are so content because they're giving God all their worship and all their praise. You know what it was? It's because they understood that when their praises goes up, his presence comes down. They understood when praise was on their lips that there was a God enthroned right there in that jail cell. Come on, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what jail cell you're facing right now, no matter what hard times you're in, if you begin to praise and you let that thing come out of you, that burst of joy come out of you despite your situation, you will have a God that is enthroned upon your praises, right? Another another translation of that scripture says that God inhabits the praises of his people. He lives in that place. He lives in that place where praise resounds from your lungs and from your life. What happens when a king establishes his throne? Come on, you've seen... So many shows on TV, if you've watched movies where a king establishes his throne, it means that he has authority and dominion over that place. Come on, some of you have been walking in some dark places for far too long, and all it takes is you recognizing and saying, God, I believe in you. God, I trust you. God, you are good, and I give you honor and praise. God, would you establish your throne in this place? Because there is no darkness too dark for the light that God has. There is no darkness too dark for God to come in and rescue you. I don't care if you've been addicted for 30 years and you just know I've been through rehab. I've been through all of that. God can set you free in this very moment because there is no darkness that can hold the throne. There is no darkness that can hold back the king of all kings. Come on, are you with me this morning? That's why it's important for us to worship That's why it's important for us to give him praise no matter what you're going through. If your marriage is on the rocks, give him praise because he will come in and and bring that relationship back together. If your kids have gone crazy, give him praise every single day on behalf of your kids because they will come back. His presence will bring them. You see, real praise and real worship happens when everyone and everything around you says that God is not good and you say God is good no matter what, real praise and real worship happens. It's powerful when you understand no matter what your situation is, that I will still trust in God and I will not be shaken by the world around me. When everyone else says your God is not good, and when everyone else says your God is not there and doesn't care, I will say yes, he does. He cares about me because he loves me. You see, God is worthy of our praise. God is worthy of our praise in our trials just as much as he is worthy of our praise and our victories. And I think many times we get so stuck on being like, oh man, we just give you praise, we give you honor. God, you're so good when everything in our life is going awesome, right? When you finally did have that victorious moment, when things seem to be going well, like we're so quick to give God praise and we should be, but I think many times we fail to give God praise when it's hard, yeah. when the trials are hitting, when it's a sorrowful season, when tragedy is struck, will we still give God praise that he deserves? Will we still give it to him? Will that thing, that outburst of emotion still happen with our daily lives? God is worthy of our praise in the trials as well. When you look throughout the Bible, you see real people, not just characters, not fictional characters. You see real people that really had a praise given up to God in desperation, And I believe it's this desperation praise that that is so powerful. You look at at a a woman like Hannah in the Bible who finally gave birth to Samuel, who became one of the greatest prophets this world has ever seen, right? But Hannah, for a long time, was, was having infertility issues. And she finally, with just all this desperation that she could muster, she gave praise and honor to God. And she was basically just saying, God, you've got to do it. I give you honor and I trust you, right? And God answered her prayer. And it's, it's no coincidence on Mother's Day that there are, many, there are many people probably in this room that have dealt with infertility, my family included, right? And I'm, tell, I'm here to tell you this morning that God still deserves our praise and he's still worthy and he's still good even though we're going through hard times, I'm telling you, his presence is enough and he will be sufficient and he will come down. Your praise in the midst of sorrow speaks in a greater way. Like I said, Ashley and I, um, for some of you know our story, for the last eight years, we've been dealing with a midnight season of our lives, right? Right. Our marriage is awesome, ministry is awesome, we love our relationships, we love everything about our life, but there's been one sorrowful midnight season of our life that just continued for eight years, and that has been infertility, and I'm just going to be real and raw with you guys, and it's been hard, it's been frustrating, it's, it's been sorrowful, it's been many moments of just absolute devastation and frustration yet we still celebrate all that God is doing through other mothers, right? We've never stopped praising God and celebrating for other people that that dream has come true. We've never stopped celebrating and we have to, we have to remind ourselves and we have to remind our soul all the time, you will never stop praising God because he's done too much. He's done too much for you. Despite your, your jail cell, despite your midnight season, God is too good for you to stop giving him honor. God is too good for you to stop giving him praise. And I'm just gonna be really honest. When Pastor Jason asked me about two months ago to speak today, he said, yeah, what about May 12th? And I'm like, May 12th, May 12th, <laughs> Mother's Day, cool. <laughs> I'm like, I really don't wanna speak Mother's Day because honestly, uh, Mother's Day has always been a, a day for the last six, seven years that Ashley and I have avoided. Like just being honest with you. We've gone on vacation during Mother's Day. We've gone just to hang out with my mom or hang out with her mom. Like, we just kind of didn't want to be around it because it was something that was painful. It was something that was always hurtful for us, right? But even in the middle of that, we have to celebrate. Even in the middle of that, we have to ask God, God, would you just give us a heart of praise and gratitude towards you and towards other people, right? How many of you know that God knew what he was doing two months ago when Pastor Jason asked me and and we had nothing... We had nothing on the radar. (laughs) Two months ago, we, yeah, we've been going through the adoption process, but at that point there was like nothing, right? It was like, we're still waiting for cases. Even if we accept a case, it could be like October, November before the baby's born. Like there was just nothing there. Um, And so I'm going to actually call my beautiful, lovely bride up, Ashley. She loves the microphone and she loves the stage. And she's got little baby Elijah in her arms. Come on, can you show him a little bit? Oh, there he is. I wanted, I wanted Ashley to come up, and she totally does not like the spotlight at all. And so give her some grace Um, But I wanted her to just share like just a few, just a few seconds of how God ordained and God enthroned this situation was. And so um, it started about three weeks ago with some, some heartbreak, some heartache. And so I want her to share a little bit.
1: Yeah, our story kind of starts off with a failed match, um, probably a week before Easter. And it was devastating again, because it was just like a shadow of the infertility where Oh, there might be, this egg might work, this, whatever, all that stuff, no. And it, would, it failed. So we were devastated and didn't know what we were going into Easter um, with. But we were just going, no what, no, what, no matter what happens, God has always taken care of us, no matter what. Like, and no matter how long, like, he's always come through. So Easter, we are doing a church thing, three services. We've done Monday, Thursday. We've done all, those, all that stuff through Monday through Thursday, just trying to keep our head up and go, God, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this, we're gonna praise you, you raised from the dead, like, you've got this. Um, So we leave, we're in the car, we're headed to lunch, and we get a phone call from our caseworker, and the caseworker is saying that we have a baby, and we're like, okay. You have a baby, cool. We don't know very much about this case. Um, The mom just decided we're going to, she was gonna give him up for adoption and you've got about 20 minutes to figure out what you're gonna do. (laughs) (laughs) The only requirements this mother has said, the mom doesn't even really wanna pick, she just says the only two requirements she has is that the couple that gets him um, has been married a long time, doesn't have any kids and that one of the um, spouses of Native American descent. So I have Native American descent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so that was cool because a long time ago I was like, oh, I'd love to get a little Native American baby, but if, if you know anything about Native American situations, usually um, the tribes get involved and you usually can't, can't adopt out of that, but I'm not recognized by a tribe either, so we're from different tribes, but we'll love each other, and... <laughs> Um, we got that, but it took, it took a tragedy in um, the hospital that he was born in. A baby had passed away and he um, had been decided to be given up for adoption right at the same time. So our caseworker so happened to be in the right place at the right time with the right requirements because of our failed match, we were at the top of the list to call first. So it was just a perfect storm and um, we got him, so yeah.
0: Awesome. I'm definitely the Native American. I'm the one with all the ethnicity in me. I'm straight white, straight white boy. Will you show them Elijah real quick? He's super cute. He's awesome. Thank you, baby. You're good. Can y'all give it up for Ashley? You're a natural at this. You should start preaching more. Like this next week at youth group. Sounds good. Here's the deal. It was such a crazy ten days, two weeks, whatever you whatever you want to say. Like, where God was enthroned and He just made it all work. There were so many different things that had to line up for that to happen, and and He had to give us some courage because we didn't know anything about this case. I had no clue. We didn't have a picture. We didn't have. We had nothing to go off of. We just had like all right, God, you've you've done it for us before. We're gonna trust you in it, right? We're gonna trust you in it. And we gave God praise in that moment and the rest is history and it's been awesome so far. He's the best baby. Um, And though we celebrate this day and though I get to celebrate for the first time, Ashley being a mother on Mother's Day, we, we we also mourn with those that are still struggling with infertility. And so on a day like Mother's Day, while we celebrate, I think it's okay for all of us to to, to mourn and to pray for those that are still struggling, right? Because whether you know it or not, it's happening all throughout this room. It's everywhere. It is is everywhere in our world. And we celebrate who God is and what he's doing in us. Um, But we also also love and mourn with those that are um, struggling to celebrate right now. Psalm 34, one, it says, Lord, I'm bursting with joy. I'm bursting with joy over what you've done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. That's an SAT word for you right there, students. Perpetual praise. You know what that means? That word perpetual means never ending. It means so frequent as to seem endless or uninterrupted. Come on, has there ever been something that has happened to you in your life that you just continue to give God praise and you're literally like dancing? You're like, I don't know what to do with myself right now. God is just good, right? Like that's a perpetual praise where you can't stop thinking about him and all that he's done and who he is in our lives. Come on, we have a lot to be thankful for to have that perpetual praise on our lips. We have so much to be thankful for. Just like Ashley walking down that aisle with that emotion bursting out of her. Come on, we've all been there. We can give that to God, that joyful cry, that joyful burst, of emotion. Praise brings his presence, but praise also brings freedom. Praise brings freedom. You read that scripture in that passage again. It says that as praises went up and as spiritual songs and hymns went up in that prison cell, the earth was triggered with an earthquake, right? Triggered an earthquake that shook the foundations of that prison. When that earthquake hit, it didn't just open the jail cell of Paul and Silas it literally opened every jail cell throughout that prison. And we see that chains didn't just fall off of Paul and Silas, but chains fell off of every prisoner in there. You see, here's the deal. When praises goes up, freedom comes into the room. Come on, when praises goes up to the Father, there is a a place of freedom. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there's liberty, right? You see, praise brings the freedom of God, and it brings freedom not to just you, but all those watching Come on, if you're going through a dark season, I I challenge you, can you just begin to praise him and those around you? They're going to find freedom in that as well, because they're going to see your journey. They're going to see your walk. And when they go through a a similar situation, they're going to see that there's freedom there, that I don't have to be stuck in a jail cell. I don't have to be stuck in this midnight season, but I can continue to praise him because he's worthy, because he's good. I love That everyone got free, those that were watching, those that were in bondage, those that were enemies, even those that put them in the chains the first place. In the first place. The jailer and his family. Come on, get this. The jailer and his family were saved that very evening. You need to get that. The people that put you in chains, the ones that that have gotten you gotten on your bad side, and maybe you've struggled with a relationship. I'm telling you, when you begin to praise God, even those people will see the truth. They will see the light. They will see that God is good no matter what. Come on, you with me this morning? That God is good. You see, raising a praise doesn't just impact you or those around you, but it impacts generations beyond you. Come on, that entire family of that jailer was saved. Not just him, not just his wife, but his children generations changed by a simple praise you see praise enthralls God to action I think of the story of Jesus riding the donkey into Jerusalem it's his triumphant entry right we know that about a lot of stuff's about to go down and he's going to be arrested and crucified but Jesus is riding in on this donkey and there's hundreds of people lining the streets and they're waving palm branches and they're singing Hosanna Hosanna in the highest, right? They're calling in their king. And I love what it says. It it talks about Jesus getting off the donkey and he immediately goes into the temple and he starts flipping tables. He starts bringing justice, he starts doing miracles. There's something about that. When you give praise to God, miracles begin to happen, freedom begins to happen, and the justice of God comes into the room. You see, God begins to move. As I close this morning, I can't help but think of another story that parallels to the story of Paul and Silas, another story that literally shook the earth and changed history forever. You see, this story talks about one that's undeserving of arrest, one that's undeserving of death, one that is only guilty of loving other people. We see that the earth shakes when praise goes up. And we know that Jesus, when he's on the cross, he gives a a loud praise and shout to his father. And he gives up his spirit. And at that very moment, the earth shakes again and the veil is torn and the captives are set free. Come on, can you see what's happening? Paul and Silas, it's just a story that's mimicking what's already happened on the cross. That when praise goes up and freedom comes into the room, the veil is torn and captives are released. And the inner dungeon releases the innocent one. Come on, Jesus. The inner dungeon releases the innocent one back to life, to resurrected life. And salvation follows to all that witness and believe. Come on, that is the story of Jesus. The story of Paul and Silas, we see it mimicked. It's a story of the salvation of God that when we praise Him, when we give Him honor, come on, everything changes around us. The environment changes. You may feel like you're in a dark place, but light is there. The truth is there, and Jesus is still good despite our trials. Come on, can you stand with me? We're gonna take five minutes or so, and we're just gonna continue worshiping. We're going to continue giving god praise and honor and i want to challenge you with this specifically if you feel like you're going through a season right now where it seems dark it seems just brutal and you can't get yourself out of it you can't see your hand in front of your face it is so dark it is so miserable you are so lifeless in this place i'm telling you today i'm asking you can you declare with everything inside of you the glory of God the goodness of God can you lift your hands up to the father if that's you right now and can you just begin to give him praise and say God I will trust you in the hard times not just in the victorious moments but I will trust you when it's difficult when everyone else says that you're not good I will declare that you are the good God that loves me come on can you close your eyes and can we just lift our hands up to the father and with your own words before we start a song can you give him praise with your own words from your own heart would you let your heart just flow out to him would you let that that burst of emotion towards the father come forward so God we love you and we give you worship and we give you praise right now God I pray that you would walk into this room that you would bring freedom God that your presence would walk into this room and do what only you can do, Jesus. We welcome you in this place.